my man. Oh, I like the hats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> style. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you supporting Wayne? Are you supporting Young Money? Oh, yeah. You know I am. I love it. You can't beat that, right? Oh, yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. How you here? Good. You practice today? Uh, nah, today was an off day. Today? Oh, today's Tuesday. It was an off day? Yeah. How's it feel having an off day? Good? Yeah, man. Just coming out of camp, man. It feels great. Wait, hold on, hold on. I love the backdrop. Look at that. I see Bamboo XO. I see Bamboo Original. I see McQueen Ballet. Dude, you're rocking it. That's a great back. You got your own. Uh, you got your own step and repeat right there. Oh yeah, I'm trying to get like Ross. Uh, <laughs> well, you're gonna have to get a fifty thousand square foot house first. Man, I wish. You're you're invited to Atlanta officially. Officially, <laughs> I, I got I got you. But so, Quinn. So you know who I am. So and your fans. I'm Brett Barish. I own a bunch of liquor brands: Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, Pass Brands. I don't know if you remember uh, Ace of Spades, the gold bottle. Yeah. Uh, Doucet. And I get to do these great interviews where I get to interview everybody from Nipsey to Rick Ross, to DJ Khaled, to, to Fat Joe in sports. Uh, you're going to love this. My last interview with a defensive tackle was Hall of Famer Warren Sapp. Oh, yeah. I had seen it. Did you? Yeah. You know, Warren Sapp, my boy, man. I look at him a lot. I just, I, just, uh, I just tried to FaceTime him because he went to, I think, uh, Mexico to go uh, – scuba diving but anyway so so i get to do these interviews and it, it's it's not about success to me it's about the the heart you're you're the number three in the draft you're successful you're on your way it was hard as shit to get there and no one knows that part it was hard it was hard you were i read this you were the 17th highest rated in 2016 defensive tackle yeah. 17th so what does self-made mean to you? Uh, self-made really means to me just basically like self-determined, like self-motivated. Like a lot of people, you can have a lot of people around you to motivate you, but if you can't talk to yourself or you can't think about it to yourself, it's not going to really mean anything. So self-made really means like, it don't really mean to me like you did it all on your own because nobody gets successful on their own. It's just about telling yourself, okay, I'm going to be disciplined today. I'm going to do this different. I'm going to do this different today. I'm going to push myself more today. I'm going to push myself to be different today. I'm going to eat different today. So being self-made really just a, a self-talk to me, like self, self-thinking self to me. So. So, so so, where do you think that comes from? Where do you think you get your priorities? Um, just from my family, my upbringing, um, just uh, the people around me growing up. Um, my mom always instilled in me a lot, of, a lot of those qualities, a lot of those things that we not – like that, she basically taught me like we're not gonna be around you twenty four seven to do to tell you do, to do the right thing. So you gotta just know from yourself, and you just tell yourself like, all right, this is not the right thing. This is not good. So let me do this. So this not the the oh, this the good thing to do. This I know this is the right thing to do. So let me do it. So that's really self talk. Is it is it trial and errors and making the mistakes and saying you know what I screwed up this I got to do it this way now. Uh, most of the trial and error, like a lot of my football things and things in my football career is definitely trial and error. Like just different things you do on the field that you know that, oh, man, that was a bad step. Or, oh, man, I could have did this on that. Uh, you got to be self-taught in those aspects of your life and just in general. Like 
Like, if you cooking, if you're a chef, like, oh, man, I, I can add this ingredient to this. Yeah. Next, so definitely trial and error. Do, 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 I know your brother. Do you have any other siblings? Yeah, I got another brother and a sister. So where does everyone line up? Uh, I got a big brother who played for Jacksonville Jaguars named Quincy Williams. I got a little brother who's in college in Texas. He played football named Giovanni Williams. And I got a little sister who's in college at Alabama State named Sayer Williams. So was were you guys a football family? Were you guys into that? Yeah, just growing up, my parents just wanted us to be in some some type of sport or thing to do right. Uh, discipline and learning qualities of help, teamwork, and things like that. I just took on football. My brother started off in swimming. So he took on swimming. I took on football. And he just seen how much fun I was having in football and just wanted to come join and things like that. How, so, how old were you when, football, when you started playing football? Uh, I started playing football probably five, four or five years old. Young. When did when did he start playing? He started playing when he was like seven. So around the same age I started, but like a, I was in football probably a year or two earlier. So, so was I'm curious because I have three older brothers and I got to beat the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> were you guys playing the same position growing up? Were you guys I, trying to do the same things? Uh, he he was always playing running back. So it's like when growing to practice and things, I'm like, bro, I gotta knock knock him out today. Like I gotta get him today. I gotta. Uh, he was going to press, like, I'm going to run Q over today. I'm going to run Quest over today. So it was like, we were just battling head to head, like, battling from morning to night. Like, all right, I got to do this. I got to prepare for this. He weighs faster than me, so I got to prepare for this. So it was like, man, like, I got to get better. Did you, and I look at, again, I, I'm the younger of the four, and I feel like, again, this comes from reflecting. I couldn't say this when I was younger, but yeah. I'm very lucky because I had them. I had them to watch. I had them to learn from. I had them to see. Do you feel that way about about Quincy? Oh, definitely, man. Quincy did a lot of stuff. They, Quincy was in high school before me. He was in middle school before me, so he taught me a lot. Uh, he went through a lot of trial and error, so I really learned from his mistakes and the things that he did wrong and different stuff like that. So it was it was cool to have a big brother um, that going through the same process and things like that you're going through also. So When did – when did you turn into the bigger brother in the sense of size? I started getting bigger than him when I got to high school. Like, we, I was smaller than him in middle school, but when I got to high school, it's like I, I just shot up. Like, I, I hit a growth spurt. I started getting bigger. I started getting stronger than him. And I just started getting taller than him. And, I, like, a year of high school passed, and I was just, like, big, cute, and I was, like, bigger than him. So, Was he pissed? He wasn't pissed because he was way faster than me, and he knew that. So he was like, right, I still got one up on you. But in my head, I'm like – Bro, I'm bigger than you, I'm heavier than you, I'm stronger than you, so. Did, did, what position did you think you'd always be playing when you were growing up? I always thought I was going to play, like, probably like deep as an end, like outside linebacker type. So similar to what I do now, but I'm just in the, in the midst of everything now. So the same position I play now, but uh, I've always played growing up, so. Is, is did anybody? If, if you saw me talk to Sap, which I didn't realize, when he was recruited out of high school, he was a tight end. Yeah. And it, it was Coach O, uh, who was then a line coach at Miami, who's now the clearly the, the head coach of LSU, convinced him to be a defensive tackle. Did anybody try to make you do something that that wasn't you? Oh, uh, nah, not for real. Coming out of high school, I always was a defensive tackle. And going into college, I was like, I'm going to college to be a defensive tackle. And we had so many so many great defensive tackles in the room. So it was like, 
I learned from the best, like defensive tackles in the NFL. Now down there in the NFL, but in college, so I already knew when I got to college I was going to be a defensive tackle. So, did, did uh, uh, I know this? I heard the story at least. You made the decision to go to Auburn first. Yeah, and then switched. What happened? <laughs> nah, it was just man. I just, I just felt like, like man, like if I go to Alabama, like. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna compete with the best. I'm gonna get coached by the best, and I'm gonna just. I'm gonna win a national championship. Like, but Auburn, Auburn was great too. But uh, it was just like it's like uh, where I'm from is 45 minutes away to Tuscaloosa, uh, to Alabama. So it was like I could be close to my family, and I can win a national championship, and I can get a chance to go to the NFL. So I'm gonna go to Bama. Did Did you? When did you think like? There's the little kid in you that says, I mean, even in me, a little Jewish kid thinks I can go professional basketball. But but when did it click that, you know what, I do have that potential? Because I can't imagine the 17th ranked defensive tackle in the country is not, I don't think it's going pro when you're in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, honestly, it clicked like probably my last season of college. It had clicked. Because I wasn't really playing for it my first two years of college, so it definitely did click then. But my last season of college, man, it was like, it was like, man, I probably got an opportunity. Like, I got an opportunity to go to the next level in this. So, like, and I just, like, after that, I felt like I had an opportunity, man. It was just like, I got to stay focused. I got to stay motivated. I got to stay self-driven, like, to get to that next level. So I really broke it down and put my all into it. Was there anybody from the couple of years you were in college? Was there anybody in your corner saying, giving you the 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 talk that make you focus to discipline you? Was there anybody doing anything to support you? I had a best friend. I still got the best friend to this day, named Matthew Herford. Uh, Matt, Matt, man, he taught me every day, man. Cause I, of course, I went playing as a freshman, playing as a sophomore, and I used to be like, man, it don't matter, bro. But he's always talk to me every day, like, make sure I'm good, make sure I'm good, I mean, make sure I'm staying focused, make sure I work hard. So that's like my brother. Like, I talk to him every day now and still to this day. Like, um, but he definitely was in my corner the whole time and had to just make sure my, my head was still in, in line going through college. But what's the difference? I can imagine people getting in your face and telling you what to do. Why do you think you're doing it? You know what I mean? Like, why uh... – why are you listening? Why are you trying? Like, what's the, where does the drive, where do you get the drive to keep going? Oh, um, man, I just want to be great. Like, uh, where I'm from, a lot of guys don't get, a lot of people don't get the uh, the opportunity to be in my position. A lot of people where I'm from got way better talent than me, way faster, way bigger, way stronger, but they don't get the opportunity. So I look at it now, it's like I got to make it the best of my opportunity. So I can be a great, great person and a great player. Like the connects and the people I meet, I just made the best of my opportunities and things like that. Because if I know another person in my position, my predicament will want to do the same thing. So right now, like you get screened at on the field by your coaches and stuff, it just make you a better player. You get talked to crazy about like just different things. Like, but in your head, you're like, I right, the coach want me to be great and I'm gonna be great. So I gotta listen to what they say. How do you box out? your own thoughts on what you think is best, what you think you should be doing versus somebody else telling you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, I, I interviewed, uh, do you remember Muggsy Bogues? Uh, I probably, I probably do. 
Muggsy Bogues is the smallest basketball player ever in the NBA. He's five foot yeah. three. He, he played for 14 years, could have played for 17, was amazing. But the one thing he said to me, which I appreciate is, he said he leaned into what he thought he was really good at. Yeah. Meaning he just focused on what he thought was he was best at. Are, mm-hmm. you, are you doing anything where it's, you know what, I know what's best. I know what I should be doing. I know what I'm good at. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely, I lean on to different stuff that I know, like, I'm good at. I know my strengths. I'm going to lean to my strengths. But I also focus on building my weaknesses so I can have no weaknesses. So that when the coaches and things like that come involved, like, they know my weakness. They know my strengths. My coaches know my strengths. My coaches know my weakness. So they really they really focus on – I really focus on my weakness because I got my strength perfected. So now I need to learn how to get my weakness perfected so I won't have no weakness so I can be a dominant person and a dominant player all the way around. If you, um, I asked Warren this question. I don't know if you remember this, but what do you think makes you were the number three? There were a lot of great, great defensive tackles. Definitely. Um, what do you think makes you better than everybody else? Because there's not much separation from strength and talent. Uh, what's the difference? Um, my year was definitely a lot of great defensive tackles, man. A lot of great defensive tackles. Uh, came out a lot of the great deals came out even after me that that probably got better feet, better talent. But I think that what separated me was just my IQ, like my my IQ to learn uh, multiple positions, my IQ to learn the whole defense in a blinking of eye. Uh, and I think that really separated me a lot, right? Even right now, that my I have a great IQ, man. I, I love football. I really breathe and built in football and just to hear different stories. Like I got a coach who coached um, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and they IQ is amazing, man. Like the different routines that they have, different things that I got to catch up to that I got to uh, even get better at that I learned from. So I think that would really separate me just coming out of college with the IQ level that I have and the IQ level that I can get to really separated me. Well, so uh, it, Sap said basically the same thing, but in his own words, I'm smarter than everybody else. I'm smarter. <laughs> and I, I really, that's, that's his view. I'm smarter than everybody else. I learn more. I read more. I do more. Um, but I think that attitude is what makes him if you believe that you're going yeah. to be better, right? Yeah, definitely. Like the confidence that he has, the confidence that every great player like Aaron Donald, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, they're very confident in their play because they work hard at it. So that's a part of like self-made, self-driven, and self-determined. Like you just gotta, you just gotta tell yourself what you want to be, and you're gonna become it. Who, who, when you were growing up, you're still before pro. <laughs> who did you look up to? Who were your, who were the, who were your NFL players that you aspired to be like? Definitely Warren Sapp, man. They Warren Sapp definitely like the number one player I looked up to, um, and different other people, man. Just, I, I was a definitely a. a kid who was studying the game. I wasn't really a, a, a favorite team person. I was a favorite player person. And I just really studied the game my whole life so I can be just like these people. Like, Warren Sell was like the biggest one because I had his – that was my first action figure when he had the Buccaneers uniform on and there's different things like that. But now it's just I'm – a, I'm a student of the game, man. I just like watching all great defensive linemen, all great players so I can recreate my game to themselves and just learn from something for everybody. Do you do you uh, whether you're the number three pick or the number seventeen uh, in high school defensive tackle? Does that motivate you to try to do better? Oh, definitely, man. Being being just being 
being around the great talent I'm around every day in my locker room and just the great talent in the NFL itself, man, makes you want to be great because you know there's guys out there who are working either just like you or even harder than you. You know there's guys out there who are working uh, night and day. So that just pushed me to be the person I am. Like, man, I got to work hard. I know somebody out there working harder than me. Or I got to I gotta do this because I know this other person is doing it more. So that definitely pushes me every day. And then, like, being a third pick, it's like you you got a lot of you got a lot of things to to do like uh, that mean a team is basically getting you to make you come in there and be the player that they think you can be the player that you know you can be so that definitely pushes you also is it and usually I'm talking to people that they control their destiny mm-hmm. you're as great as you are but if your team isn't winning mm-hmm. you're not there how do you fight that how do you fight you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just stay focused, man. Honestly, you just stay focused and um, focus on your why. Focus on why you playing. You want everybody want to win, but if you don't have a great season going on, just focus on getting better every day. If everybody get better every day, you're gonna end up winning. If everybody learn from their losses, you're gonna always win. So that's why I think about like it, like last year we had a bad season last year, but every day I learned some from every loss. Every time I click on the film from last year, I learned something every time I watch the film. So this year, it won't happen again. So that false step that I took last year won't happen again this year. So I always learn from a loss that I've took or a, learn, a loss that, that the team take. When, when, you, when you're coming out of high school, I'm curious, because part of me thinks um, I want to play. I want to make sure I can play. And you can choose any school. I'm assuming you could have chosen any school you wanted. But you're yeah. choosing the most competitive school where, and I, I read this, I don't know if it's correct or not, you were the third defensive tackle, the third, the third defensive tackle that year. So you're not the first, you're not the second, you're the third. Why put yourself in the position to be on a team where you're not going to play much, in theory? You know what I mean? Yeah, just because I knew I would get better, man, just because the guys who was there, the competition that was there, just the coaching staff that was there, you know you're going to get better. Like, you don't want to put yourself around, like, like people who don't want to go the same place you want to go, I think, I feel like. So, like, when I went to Bama, I knew everybody at Bama wanted to go to the NFL. I know everybody at Bama wanted to put their best foot forward. So I was like, man, there's no, there's no place I don't want to be there where when I go, when I go to practice, everybody just uh, – let's just be normal, let's just be regular. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, at Bama, it's like everybody want to be great. You want the competition. You want the competition. Great, because like if I if I go into competition and we, we go against each other, like I know you're going to make me better and I'm going to be better. Um, The Outland Trophy, mm-hmm. did, what did that mean to you? Oh, I mean a lot to me, man. Just to go from being a, a, a hundred-some defensive tackle in the country to nobody knowing to being a Number one defensive tackle country, and just the people who won it in the past, like the Dumbaka Sioux, man, the, the the many defensive linemen who won that award in the past. My name in that list with those guys, man. And it was just a great opportunity, man. I gotta gotta go to Omaha, Nebraska, and eat some amazing steak, man. Just the things, like, <laughs> just the things I got a chance to do, man. Now, and, and it was just a just a thing that said, like, you you this your reward for working so hard, for staying so focused, for just being determined, just being a good person, like. I just I just thank God for that award because I I really wasn't award. So, oops, did I lose you? You there? Yeah. 
Sorry, sorry, just slow. Um, uh, when when you signed the contract, what'd you buy? Um, I haven't bought anything. Honestly, like now I haven't bought anything yet. I haven't spent the NFL check yet. But uh, good for you. Yeah, I haven't spent the NFL dime yet. I got it all saved. I got a great financial advisor in my dog, Marquay Ball. And man, I got a great agent, great girlfriend. Everybody just like everybody don't nobody ask me for money. Like don't nobody like beg me for anything. Like I got a great family. So I really haven't had to spend a dime on anything, but Good for you. I think that's yeah. good for you. I think that's great. Where do you like did did your brother tell you that? Did your brother say don't do anything? Did your family say that? No, no, no. It was just uh just it was just me myself, like the person I am. I'm not a real big spender anyway. Like, like I call my dog Mac, man. Mac a DM a lot of people, man, for me, bro. And I just be like, and they'll just get it for free, basically. So it's like everything I got now has been for free or a great deal. So it's like I, I'm that type of person. I like, I like getting the deals and great like free stuff. So I, I don't really spend money for real, bro. So uh, shout out to Young Money. Why'd you sign with? Them? Oh yeah, man. I signed with Young Money. Look, I got my. My young money football, um, yeah, yeah. I had signed Young Money, man, because man, they just a family environment, man. Everybody around there, like everybody in that team, they're a real tight knit team, like, like just everybody. Like my agent Nicole Lamb, man. Shout out to Nicole, like she like helped me out with it. like going through the process and stuff like that. You know, like she just helped me so much in like going through the process and just the team, Tez, uh, Bull, Ray, Audi. Like all of my dogs, like they just—it's just a family to me. Like, and it's like from when I stepped into the door, it was a family. Like, like it was just like my brothers and my sisters, like right on me. Good for you. That's awesome. No, you you want that. You want that. You want people you can trust. Definitely, definitely. And, I, and from the, from the first day, I seen a genuine in those guys' eyes and the passion and they work and the different things that they 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 shot me on. Like the different things that they showed me that they was gonna do for me. Uh, the different things that they um, showed me that how they work, how they operate, it was all organized and all all genuine. It was from the love of their hearts. And and my agent Nicole, she loved this story. Like I always tell this story when I talk to people. Like my agent was going to go recruit a guy who made her stand in the rain on her birthday for four hours, and she drove six hours there and back on her birthday to go see the guy. And I was like, in my head, when I heard that story, she said she said that story on an interview for like women, woman of the year or something like that. I heard that story and I'm like, bro, like you would go that hard for me, like, yeah. like on your birthday, like you didn't say like, oh, I got a plans for my birthday, let me call you back. Like you drove six hours to go see somebody to check, like you know what I'm saying, to recruit them or to do whatever agents do, and he stood you up and was just like. Like, oh, man, you're a woman. Like, I, I didn't know you was a woman. In the rain with no umbrella. And I was like, bro, like, if you can go that hard, like, I know you's a person for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. are you going to ride for me? So. A shout out to Young Money. So, um, uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, goals. Do you have goals? I definitely got goals. Like, football goals are just individual goals. First football. Oh. I definitely got football goals, man. But right now, I'm just really focused on just having a winning season, having a good season, man. Being with my guys, man, didn't know that we was going to have a season. Now that we get a chance to have a season, like, it's just amazing, man, how I got, how the Jets came to work, man, how we came to 
just put in, man, all the work that we put in the offseason through ourselves just came in fruition just this past camp, man. It's just amazing. I just can't wait to go to battle with those guys. What do you think of finally being in the Northeast now? Giving you <laughs> Yeah, it's it's different. Like, the flash I had my first year, like, in a real deep snow, like, some real deep snow, and, like, the driving different, like, just everything different. It's cool. I like it, though, man, just because you get all the all the seasons and stuff like that. You get to see snow. You get the hot weather. So it's it's cool to me. What about personal goals? Uh, personal goals, I just want to be a great person. Man. I just want to be a great great individual, man, in general. So, like, different things I can do. Like, I'm an ambassador for American Breast America Council Society. I do breast cancer in that field. And I just want to give back, man, just go show my face and just do different things in the community and do different things and just in New York in general just to be a good person and just to show my personality in general outside the field. How often do you talk to Quincy? Every single second, every single day. He probably on here. He probably on here right now. But I talk to him every day, every day, probably, probably so, two, two times when, a day. So he was just put on IR, right? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. So what do you tell him in situations like this? Oh, man, he, he called me all the time talking about it, man. I just say stay focused, man. He knows to stay focused, but he just called me and just asked me different things, like like how to get himself better, like how to get himself and what he want to do better. So he just – we just talk about stuff like that. We rarely talk about football, though. Like, we rarely talk about football, but when he do talk about football, it would be serious. And I just let him know from my expect, man, from my from my um, my my thoughts and stuff like that, so – Anything you regret? Anything you wish you could change? Uh, no, nah, not really anything. Like, I feel like I done did everything for a reason. I didn't feel like I did everything for a purpose. So I really don't feel like I could regret anything. Um, how often do you go home now? Uh, not not a lot. Not really a lot. I really like it in New. I like it in New Jersey. I live in New Jersey. I really like it in New York and New Jersey, man. It's dope to me. Like I haven't really got to see everything, everything. So I really stay up here a lot just to just to get to see, man. Just to get to go to the new scenery and stuff like that because I haven't seen everything where I'm from. So it's like it's all new. It's all new. It's all fresh. Here is everything new and fresh, and like you get like it's just so many places, like so many headquarters, so many just different spots that I got, I like to go to. So. All right, before we wrap it up, um, I got a couple word association really fast. I'm going to say some stuff. Give me one word, okay? All right. Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. Winona High School. Amazing. Legion Field. Uh, the Classic. Family. Amazing. Auburn. So. <laughs> <laughs> LSU. So even worse. <laughs> so, Call of Duty. LSU, LSU got the best fans of all uh, the best. Alabama got the number one fans, but LSU got the second best fans in the number one stadium I ever played in. Oh, wow. Very cool. Call of Duty. Amazing. I just won four war zones in a row in two days. Nice. Four. Shout out to Lee J, Quincy, and G. They're my three guys who run quads all the time on, on Warzone, so. Nice. MetLife. Amazing, man. MetLife is amazing. It's home right there. Uh, Jersey. Cold. <laughs> Your grandma. Amazing. That's my that's my baby right there. All right. That's my, that's my everything. 
you are awesome. Seriously, I can, I fully appreciate why. And I told a whole bunch of people who are football fans, who are not Jets fans, football fans, that I was interviewing you. And every one of them said the same thing. That dude is, he's a good dude. And Mm -hmm. I tell you, that means a lot. And you, you're a listener, you're a thinker, you're trying to do better. Um, there's a reason why you're successful. Like, I can see it. I can see the same thing, uh, you know, a coach sees, a team sees, a fan sees. Uh, it's awesome. And I, I, I wish you the best. You're going to kill it. Uh, I'm going to tell Sap to stay on you, to motivate the shit out of you. Uh, um, but I wish you the best, all right? You, you fucking you. kill it this year. Uh, thank you. All right.